we are back for another Ravens instant analysis brought to you by Jimmy's Famous Seafood. And it's not the same voice that you're used to uh, hearing. Taylor Smythe is tied up with previous engagements, I guess you would say. Um, yeah, it's his job, Maryland soccer. We, we, gave him a bye, we gave him a bye week, we'll say that. Yeah. We gave yeah. him a bye week. Um, quite the game, though. I mean, it seems like these guys, the Ravens and Vikings, are going to have a uh, quite a back and forth in the, the second half and fourth quarter. Uh, anytime they meet, Ravens, I think, what, their third overtime game already, pulled it out uh, 34-31 and, and nearly took the entire overtime. I know they bled the clock a little at the end, but 20 seconds left when uh, Tucker kicked the ball through. It was a, it was a pretty short field goal i guess consider mm-hmm. considering for tucker we're not used to the short ones i feel like we're used to if it's an overtime he's booting it over 45 50 yards easy yeah yeah and it looked like he would he may have had to kick one of those longer ones just because we were set up on that third and two and Le'Veon bell was able to to get that third down conversion and move the sticks and, and get an extra what eight ten yards on that run and and make the chip shot a little easier but um yeah, we talked a little bit this week about these two teams and the fact that they play close to games and uh i mean the broadcast made could not have drilled that home more, but uh, I, I still can't believe I underestimated, you know, the fact that we were just going to get a weird game here. We got an absolutely weird game. The box score absolutely indicates it. You've got, I mean, you look at the box score and you, you, you scratch your head as to how the Vikings were even in this game. Um, and if you look at the box score, you also have no idea how the flow of the game went because the, the Ravens played a pretty awful first half. It was one of those halves that made you think, like, okay, this team's going nowhere. Like, this team, there's no way you can perceive how this could be a potential Super Bowl contender. Um, and then the second half, I mean, they played, I guess they, it tapered off there towards the end of the second half where they, they allowed the Vikings to get down the field and, and uh, tie the game and, and not finish the drive in, in regulation to win the game. But take that opening second half kickoff out and then go to about the four or five minute mark in the fourth quarter. And the Ravens absolutely kicked the Vikings teeth in. I mean, defensively, they played very solid offensively. They moved the ball with ease. That's the team that we want this team to be all the time. And it's, you know, a little bit ambitious to hope for them to do that for 60 minutes every single week. I mean, teams, teams aren't, aren't always going to roll over for that, you know, extended periods of time like the Vikings did in this game. That's why they lost. But um it's good to see those signs of life. And ultimately they're so good in those periods that they can overcome. I mean, you look at, you look at the formula for a team to upset a team and steal a game on the road. And the Vikings checked all the boxes today. I mean, a special teams touchdown, the two takeaways, uh, you know, got a a little bit of an iffy call there on the fourth and goal on that throw with the pass interference flag. So the Vikings had all the, the ingredients to steal a football game here, and the Ravens were still able to overcome it. So I think that's a great sign to take from this. Um, we, we play so many games where I think the Ravens win most of them, and there's a couple they've lost, where I've at least just tried to think like, okay, let's not read too much into this game. And you start to look at the resume, you look at all the games, game by game, and you're like, you can't just say we can't read too much into any of the games because at a certain point, you know, what are you reading into? So um, I guess you can look at the record six and two. You can look at some statistics and draw some conclusions. But, um, man, just Ravens football, 2021 Ravens. They're just not normal. You And you talked about how, like, the, the poison, everything the Ravens had. They When they get down, especially, like, obviously you take away the Bengals game. 
but the games, the Colts game and the other games that they're down in either late third quarter, early fourth quarter, they look like they know they're going to win. And like, it's, it's, it's cause again, they've, they've had that been there, done that, you know, kind of mentality, but, and on the other hand, the Vikings, I mean, I, I know we talked about it with Carson Wentz the other day and like, Oh, he's just Carson Wentz. He's going to make plays. Kirk cousins is the same way. Like that guy, mm-hmm. except, except for, he had the pass out to the left to ham late in the fourth. He had the pass to Jefferson. Everything else I feel like is just underneath, underneath, underneath. And they weren't taking any shots. And and it's just – it's like I don't know if they don't have confidence in him. I'm sure they don't have confidence in him. But it's, it's like he is fine with taking the check down. And and the play calling is just – I don't know. I mean, I Kirk Cousins stinks. I was waiting for him to that, – that was a prime game where he was going to throw a – an interception on a third down with like four minutes left in the game and just yeah handed over. I was to waiting him and, for it. Yeah, I was it, waiting for it. The double when there a double tip pass, I think it looked like that was prime for a like a Chuck Clark or, or Elliott coming in scooping the, it up. The Chuck Clark uh, third down blitz off the edge. It mm-hmm. looked like he let up. I looked like he was going to hit him square in the back of the numbers and force a fumble. And he let he let off the gas. And I you know obviously the pressure Cousins felt it a little bit and got rid of the ball and and force the incompletion that we really needed there. But, um, man, I was just kind of waiting for Kirk Cousins to do a Kirk Cousins things. He, he didn't, didn't quite do it. Now, you say, like, there's a lot of checkdowns there. That's very Kirk Cousins of him. But for the most part, I think that's a product of what the Ravens are doing defensively. You know, we're not not blitzing here and there. We're not dialing up like that Chuck Clark plays a great example. But I think with the pieces we have in place, there's a lot of – we're giving up a lot underneath. And the difference between the Ravens being successful a lot of times right now and not being successful is just whether or not they tackle when they throw underneath. So um, we saw some stretches there. I mean, the Dalvin cook long run, um, even the fake punt, the fake punt run that the Vikings ran. we kind of defended that. Well, we didn't, that we didn't allow that first down conversion because of the element of surprise or anything. It was just a missed tackle. Just had a chance to tackle him and it didn't tackle. So um, it's just a kind of a recurring theme for the defense when we tackle pretty good when we don't tackle not so good it's football like it's just the way it is that seems like an oversimplification but um yeah I, first half just i people were I, they were catching the boobirds and they probably deserved it with the way they were playing i was gonna say the first half i mean the ravens had no juice they had no life had nothing until that last possession of the first half where they ended up getting the, and honestly, I thought it was a pretty bad throw from Lamar because if he leads Bateman was a Bateman. He, I mean, that's a touchdown that that's like Maybe. a touchdown. And yeah. I yeah. mean, the other best case scenario is you let up like the Colts have the Colts receivers have started to do that. I saw that Thursday night. They did it two weeks ago against the Titans, mm-hmm. but they kind of let up. You let the defender run into you. Next thing you know, you're at the one. And that kind of got the, I, I guess I was going to kind of say got the, the wheels kind of rolling, but then obviously the Vikings start off that second half with the big, uh, the big touchdown. And you think, here we go again. But um, again, I mean, I credit to the Ravens for, for bouncing back because that could have been, that could have been a play where they say, you know what, again, like the Bengals probably is not our day. Cause you, I mean, you rarely see a special teams gaffe like that. And even the one that, that wasn't really a special teams gaffe in the first half, which would have been the icing on top was, the two players running into each other and the ball bouncing, even though it didn't yeah. touch the Ravens. I mean, that would have been, that was disaster football where it was like, that's a, Hey, you know what? You probably get up and you head out to the bars after a little after halftime after they return that kick. Yeah. There are a lot of plays that you look at and they, they meant a lot in this game, a lot of bounces that went one way or, or maybe if it didn't go that way or just 
plays that were just monumental in terms of momentum. The fourth, there were a lot of fourth down attempts between the Fine. two teams in this game, between like the fakes and all that stuff. But the wow, there were five fourth down attempts, all five, five, five conversions between the two teams. Um, Stern earned his paycheck today, to say the least. Uh, Devontae Freeman, like you mentioned, that 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 first half drive to finish, getting those points on the board, absolutely huge. I mean, it's a completely different game, I think, both mentally and literally on the scoreboard. Uh, if they don't get that across and that catch by Freeman on that not so good ball by, by Lamar, to be honest, because he was so wide open. There's no reason not to just hit him, just throw it to a place where he can just, you know, catch it and secure it easily and just get in the end zone, man, just, just a lot of plays like that. And Lamar Jackson, I kind of laid it into the defense there in the first half. Lamar Jackson played a really bad first half, as bad as he has probably played all season. Um, And then it just, it's, that's just, the thing about him though, he can just turn it on at any given point and, uh, and make things happen. And the second half was him just like against the Colts and against the chiefs. And just knowing that you've got that in your back pocket, I think, and I made this point after the Bengals lost, sometimes you might get a little too comfortable knowing that you, you kind of have that in the back pocket, but overall, like just another vintage, like 2021 Lamar Jackson and the Ravens win where they just got down multiple scores. He's come back from multiple score uh, deficits three times this season to win the game. Tough Tough for the uh, Lamar can't come back crowd. It's, it's a real tough one. Um, Yeah. Just like looking at some more of this box score, 500 yards to 318 yards. That suggests dominance time of possession. I know a lot of people, believe in it, don't believe in it, whatever, but 46 minutes to 23 minutes is pretty, you know, pretty big difference. The amount of plays, and I think this is a narrative that you can kind of read into in this game, 89 plays versus 52 plays. The Vikings defense looked progressively more and more gas as the game went on, and I think that when Le'Veon Bell, I mean, there was a couple points in the game where he was getting nothing on the ground, and I was like, ah, this guy, I don't know. It might be time to cut the cord on this. And then he came in against a worn out defense and he just, I think he's just the right guy to get the ball in those scenarios. He pushes people forward, uh, fights for extra yards. And when the, the defenses are a little weary, I think that might be the right guy to, to give the football to. So um, yeah, it's, I, I kind of said it when the team wasn't playing so well. Um, and then you can probably double down on this statement would they come back and make the game close and eventually win it? The, the Baltimore life expectancy of, of, of people just here in Baltimore is just, it's getting drained every, every Sunday. The heart rates are up. It's the cardiac kid type stuff. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's just crazy. And we're six and two. So I'm not complaining one bit, but man. Yeah. I mean, again, this was, this was kind of what we were used to seeing was like the defense kind of lays an egg. They, I mean, they really shored up in the second half. Like, like you said, you got to give, give credit to them too. Cause Marlon, I know people on Twitter were saying Marlon had, what is it? The outer thirds on the, the long touchdown pass. And he thought he had safety help. And mm-hmm. Chuck Clark may have been playing a little too close to the line. And, and yeah, I mean, but he, he had a good game where he ended up, you know, making a lot, it seemed like every deflection on a third down or fourth down, you guy got up and he was wearing 44 and he's hitting himself in the head. So he looked like he rebounded a little bit. Um, again, I'm just, I'm going back to the, to the rushing attack. The, I know we talked about it off air Lamar 21 carries for 120. And how many of those do you think were called runs? Maybe eight, nine. There were a lot of times where he didn't have time to really mm-hmm. go through his, his, you know, the reads. 
and he just pulled it down and ran. He ended up with a buck 20 and along a 12. So that's the thing. He's not, and we haven't really seen it much that year. He's not breaking off the long one like we'd seen last year and two years ago, but he's constantly getting these eight, nine, 12, 15 yard chunks. And he's just going and going and going. And then like we said too, Devontae Freeman brought the juice the 13 for 79 and then Le'Veon 11 for 48, the touchdown. And he, I mean, like you could say Le'Veon pretty much won them the game with that, that run in overtime to, like you said, where the Vikings had a tired defense. They just got that pick Vikings offense went three and out Le'Veon kind of put that final nail in the coffin. Um, and I think another guy who he's like a cult hero, you got to give credit to Pat Ricard. Of course. I mean, that drive, he, he, that was his drive. That was his drive all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I love how when, when these announcers come in to any given game and they get the game notes and the sheet and they, they're just looking for anything that's, they're just looking for anything that's different than every other week. And they, they look at this Patrick Ricard guy and, and what the Ravens offense does. And they're like, Oh, let's get fired up and talk about number 42 out there. And so when he gets the football in space, it's a ton of fun. And, and th- again, like another example where, just a play if it's a little bit different or a lot of bit different, the game could have swung a different way leading into the fourth and two that we converted to, to continue one of the drives there. And then I think the third quarter, you know, Ricard gets that pass in the flat on like a third and, and 17 or third and 15 or something like that. And he, you know, puts his shoulder down and, and they were laughing at him kicking his legs up in the air and everything, <laughs> but him pushing forward and getting those two extra yards is probably the difference between Stern saying, Hey, let's go for this and keep this drive alive, or let's just pump this thing away and try to live for another day. So him getting those extra yards gave us the opportunity to, to, to win that drive and put more points on the board. And it's little things like that, that you look at and say, man, that's a team win out there. And yeah, I, I'm, the more and more I think about it, there's just players that deserve a lot of credit in these given spots today. It's just, yeah, Patrick Ricard's definitely one of them. Yeah, I mean, another guy is Hollywood. He's he's yeah. he's a stud. He's playing really well. Again, I, I know, I think you tweeted about it. That second half in overtime was his. Like he he took. He's that different. He's it, different he right good. now. It's yards after the catch. I don't know if it's an adjustment, like a conscious adjustment that we're making in response to the way defenses are playing on him, but I. I think the first play of overtime, I loved the play that we put him in motion and faked it to him and then just threw it to him in a flat real quick. Cause they Is were that playing up the right sideline. Yeah. Just yeah. 10 yards off of him. And he just had a quick, easy eight. I mean, when you're getting eight, nine yards on first down, that's what we did best in 2019. We were just, kept, it was on the ground, but second and two it's, I, we love second and two. Greg Roman loves that. And then, and with the way that we can throw better now with the options at our disposal, we're more dangerous in third and two or second and two in those scenarios to take shots and go down the field and make plays um, than we were in 2019. So um, it's, it's exciting because yeah, just as I continue to just roll through names that made big plays and, and, and made an impact on this game, Rashad Bateman in the first half. um, Yeah. The pass interference doesn't really show up on a score sheet anywhere, but he was getting targets. He was getting open. There were a couple of plays where Lamar threw terrible balls and he bailed him out with a great catch. Mm-hmm. And I, obviously we're going to touch on Duvernay making that great catch in the end zone. Um, and then there were even a couple where Bateman got open and Lamar just didn't hit him. And there's just opportunity for more to be there. And that's an exciting thing. Even if you admit that at times when Lamar Jackson's off, you're going to miss some throws like that sucks. Every quarterback has days where he's going to miss a few throws here and there when we can win on those days and, you know, Lamar Jackson doesn't have to be at his best, but he can still be really impactful and, and 
you know, make a difference in a lot of different areas. Like that's exciting to think about because when he he's on for an entire game, when he's throwing the ball, well, like it was in the second half, it's, it's pretty unstoppable. So it's, yeah, it's just, I feel like every week we do the same thing. We're like, man, we can play 60 full minutes. <laughs> the, league, the league's in trouble. Yeah. I mean, again, the first half was a, just an absolute stinker. Like you said, boo birds, Lamar couldn't have played any worse. Mm-hmm. Um, Another stat that absolutely jumps out, the first downs, 36 first downs for the Ravens, 13 for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked about it last week, the, the, the lethal offense the Vikings have. If, you, if I would have told you that, hey, guess what? Justin Jefferson's going to have a 50-yard touchdown catch. Dalvin Cook's going to break one off for 66. You're probably thinking like, well, this game, I mean, probably not going to go our way. Jefferson ended with three catches, 69 yards. So you take away the big long one, two catches, 19 yards. And then again, I mean, they limited – Dalvin, the long of 66, but 110 yards rushing, no touchdowns. And I know that they clamped up on that drive. I think they only got a er, – no, no, that was the one where they ended up getting the – they end up the, the Vikings ended up scoring on that – the long one that he brought down, right? That was the pass interference, I believe. Probably. I, yeah, because I thought I remember being like, oh, look, they, they really clamped down. And then so much super, football happened super after flat, that. Like, that felt like it was two weeks ago. <laughs> well, that <laughs> – I mean, uh, that – Coupled with uh, daylight savings, this day has been the longest day in, uh, in history. Yeah, it's true. The um, the touchdown just puts a black – like, not a black eye, but it kind of, like, masks just how good a game Anthony Averitt actually played. Because mm-hmm. look at Adam Thielen. Two yeah, catches I mean, for six yards, one touchdown. Seven you take away that too. touchdown where you can make a case. Like, there's probably a world in a, in a game scenario where that, that that's called. Maybe some crews are calling that pass interference. Um, I don't know, like, sure. Like it, he, he definitely gained an advantage with what he did sometimes that's just hand fighting, whatever, but look at the big picture, 60 minutes, 60 plus minutes, almost 70 minutes of football, Adam Thielen getting two catches for six yards. That's a phenomenal, you know, performance by, it's not just Anthony Averitt, but everyone as a whole. Oh, I mean, for sure. And again, I know we talked about it going in, like that receiving cords is unreal. Again, they limited them to, was it five catches for 75 yards and, and two touchdowns, which again, touchdowns or whatever, but the five catches for 75 yards, I think you go into that. You're fine with that. You're, you're completely fine with that. Um, 100%. And like we talked about too, Kirk Cousins just doesn't get sacked and the, the Ravens weren't able to get to him today. Um, they, I feel like they were in his face a decent amount and got him pressured, but they just, they, they couldn't get there. Lamar on the other hand, I think they got him three times. Um, he, I thought I felt the sack at the end of the um, at the end of regulation was a, a boneheaded kind of. Uh, it's not a do or die play, but I think that that you know you throw that away, you at least you get time for one more play instead. Fourth down, couldn't clock it, and uh, you had to go to yeah. overtime. But it's kind of a, a you, that's a throwaway play. That that play won't get remembered. But um, I don't know. I mean, other than that, it's it was a uh, it was again a wonky game. I feel like anytime these two teams play we're going to get something weird like this and uh i know yeah the fox guys were pretty upset there wasn't any snow to uh, replicate the one <laughs> yeah ago. yeah there was something that that struck me as funny i don't know if people really noticed it but um as minnesota's driving down the field late regulation down a touchdown um it's like third and something and they kick they kick the cover the the, the camera over to a view of greg joseph kicking into the net either fox botched like the game situation, knowing whether the, what the score was, because they it obviously wasn't a field goal situation. It was, you know, touchdown or die, whatever. But it occurred to me, like, 
maybe they're showing Greg Joseph in case he has to kick an extra point because the Minnesota kicking situation is such where that's a nerve wracking extra point for that team, mm-hmm. which just tells you about like, if that were to be the case, and I'd like to think that it was just for my own enjoyment, the, the two worlds that we live in as Baltimore fans with Justin Tucker and then other teams, like that's a nerve wracking extra point that he had there. Oh, absolutely. But we get JT out there and it's like, we saw with the Steelers, what, last week? It's like something ha- – they, they just there, – there's so many things that could go wrong, and teams are absolutely sweating out every extra point. And then there's, like, Tucker, who's – oh, it's good from 50 right down the middle, center cut. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's two totally different worlds. Um, like you said, six and two, I guess now they're, they're tied uh, for, for now at the top of the AFC. And, and like we talked about on the last week's podcast, I mean, things could not have gone better for the Ravens after last week in their bye week. They basically had two wins and they only played one game in the last, uh, the last two weeks. And, and now you, it's a short week. You go on the road to Miami, which isn't really a hostile crowd. You're getting, probably going to be going against Jacoby Brissett, um, which I don't think. I, I don't think that that's a, anyone. doesn't scare us, but all things considered, I think it's kind of a wash either who's at quarterback for that team. I think that's, that's pretty true. I, Tua may be more entitled to like, maybe more inclined to, to toss one up and, and make some bad, throws, make a mistake. Maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. Again, I mean, I don't, this seems like a game where it's, you can't, you can't not be on your toes for anything at this point with the Ravens. It's, and yeah, it's a road game on a short week. That's a recipe for, Hey, let's, let's have our, you know, let's not have our blinders up going into that one. Yeah. Um, true, so really, of true. course it's a game we should handle. Uh, I was kind of scrambling here, and I think um, this is another pivotal thing that happened here. Uh, I was in Ocean City this weekend, uh, made an executive decision to get get out of Ocean City and cut off some of the trip home and sit in a Buffalo Wild Wings for today's game in Salisbury. And uh, we watched the first half there, and it was brutal, the first half as a whole, and also the experience at said restaurant. I should I wish I hadn't said the name of it. I should have just said nondescript sports bar that has beer wings and sports. Um, this place had a sliding automatic door to an outside patio. And it was one of those bars that has like the garage door to the outside where mm-hmm. like one of the sides of the bar is outside as well. They had that thing open in 50 degree weather and it was making the entire bar freezing. Yeah. The entire that's... restaurant. It was insane. So anyways, we decided to pack that bitch up at halftime, get out of there. And I watched this game on my phone on the way back. Um, and I think that's just a pivotal moment in this football game. He's just saying, hey, we're getting out of this stupid sports bar. We're going to watch this game. And we're going to turn this thing around. That's exactly what happened. And I, JT split the uprights as I was parking here at Federal Hill. So, yeah. I mean, you timed, you timed that perfectly. And like I said, again, a, lot of, a lot of heroes out there this week. Shame I'm on say the- I'm one of them, but got to ship them in some way. Shame on the the – redacted name uh sports bar with a billion different sauces and good boneless wings i I don't get the wings i get the boneless wings i got boneless wings as well yeah you have to you have to um i don't know anything else to wrap up that was pretty much it um yeah it's just another wild one uh i made a mental note just to point out i thought tyus bowser played a really great game too just it's one of those things where you just you just think of it and notice it every so often you're like that's a guy who just does his job and he plays great in coverage and he, and he's kind of setting some edges and, and covering the flat. Well, and he does it so well. And these other players just get picked on because he's doing his job so well that they just, 
you know, the ball doesn't go in his direction or whatever. He's not around the football because he's doing his job that well. Tyus Bowser is a very good football player. And I think he holds a lot of value to what we do in the defense, especially with the personnel that we currently have. So just shout out to Tyus Bowser. Yeah. Five, five tackles. Um, solid game for him. Also, I think for as much shit as he gets, the hit that Patrick Queen had in the backfield, I think it was late in the fourth, maybe. It was like a sweep or something to the right. And Queen came through and absolutely laid out. I don't know if it was Cook or Madison, but he absolutely laid him out. Um, again, he gets a lot of shit. So I think you got to – that's a tackle sure. he did make. That, that's like the tackle that you would – that you, you saw that at LSU and you're like, this guy – Yeah, it's an impact play. Yeah, absolutely, because he was hyped up. He got the crowd back into it. And credit to the crowd because they sound – I mean, second half, that place was loud. Overtime, it yeah. was loud. Obviously, everything but the pick pretty much went their way in overtime. Um, There's also, so – like when you have the a shitty first half and then you just kind of steal back momentum and then you have the second half kickoff do that, it's so easy to just be dejected after mm-hmm. that. And so both for the football team and the fans out there, I mean, great job just keeping it together. Yeah. Again, I mean, it was, it was easy. It would have been easy for them to kind of lay down and say, all right, well, shit, not going to go our way, but yeah, yeah again, not our day. six and two um, short week on the road. I, this again, because Miami. I was in the car, I hardly got to pay much attention to other scores out there. The bills, what's going on. I mean, many people are saying the Titans broke the bills. Also the Manning cast um, curse is real. The last two players that have gone on it have lost in the next week. So, wow. I mean, yeah, you it got the Raiders. You it's again just another big day for the Ravens. The Raiders lost. Um, the Raiders too. What's up yeah. with that? Raiders on on the road in New York. Um, who else? Doesn't really affect them, but the Broncos whooped okay. the Cowboys. Yeah, no, no oh, idea. Oh yeah. By the way, nondescript sports bar. Dallas Cowboy fans handshake emoji. Nobody loves that restaurant like Dallas Cowboys fans. It's insane. How many, how many Dak jerseys and like the blue and silver Jordans? Uh, Amari Cooper jerseys. Uh, I saw Miles Austin out there. Oh, um, I'm not kidding. There was probably a dozen, like 10%, over 10% of the restaurant was, were Cowboys fans at least, which is kind of a high percentage in a, you know, on the Eastern Salisbury, show. Maryland. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Bizarre. Good, good for them for coming out to watch their team get absolutely shit pumped throttled and they're i mean that wasn't even they, close. they gained like a big first down early in the game and they were clapping they did the clap like fucking people for the pilot when he lands a plane <laughs> and the movie when it's over and, and i just was like oh this is gonna be a long one and then they had nothing to clap for the rest of the time and when they when the, the broncos hit the, the the throw to tim patrick i'm there like yeah yeah so troll, troll banks did you get chili at the nondescript uh Oh yeah, of course. Like, like I said, it was like 50 degrees and the wind was blowing too. So it's absolutely insane. The, the automatic door that leads to the outside was right by the waitress waiter, like service, call bar, that? Area. Like service bar area that they're constantly walking to. So every time they walk by it, the door would swing open. It up. <laughs> and there's two people sitting at the bar on that side. They're absolutely insane. What are they doing? Oh they, they got to figure it out. I mean, we're, we're a week in November, but it's, it's figured out. It's pretty damn chilly, but yeah, like we said, six and two, uh, going to Miami next week to face the uh, vaunted Jacoby Brissett dolphins. And, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know, you know, it's going to get brought up a lot is Lamar's first start or Lamar or the, um, the, the 2019 game, the opening day. Yeah. A lot of, a yeah. lot of videos of that game going to be going around. 
It's probably going to be, we're going to mix in the Thursday night Dolphins. The, um, the uh, Kiko Alonso. Kiko, yeah. Kiko Alonso. Fuck that guy. Um, we kind of have Miami's number. When I say kind of. It's not kind of. Absolutely. It's not kind of. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Shout I out mean, to I... them for winning and, and let me steal a Survivor League pick, though, this week. I mean, if you could pick a one in seven team to win in a Survivor League, you roll the dice there and you try to take it. And they, they did their job today. Yeah. It was, again, it was, it was a wonky day outside, kind of all over. I mean, it, they were just weird games all over. Um, Glad to be on the right side of it. Ravens game included. It seems like they're always on the right side. I, again, I don't know what, what it is. They're using up a lot of luck early in the season. I don't know. I don't know what that says for down the road, but. If we had lost, would, would it have been bad luck though? That's a thing. What do you mean bad like, luck? You, look, like, you can see both sides because they dominated the game, should have won, and it would have been like, oh, that's a game. They got bad luck, whatever. Yeah. So like, it does feel like they kind of escaped but at the same time, this is a game they should have won anyways. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, they definitely should have won it. But, yeah, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I've, I've kind of alluded to, like, a mantra I have where you, there's, I don't know, half a dozen games a year that are just kind of coin flip games. It's just NFL football. Teams are close competitively where freakish plays or just football bounces, fumbles, special teams, touchdowns, some questionable refereeing, like – they can swing games just enough to make the difference in games that could go either way. And they're just kind of coin flip games. So a season can just come down to like, whether you're on the right or wrong side of that, this was one of those games. And I feel like we came out ahead. So yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. I mean, if you got nothing else, I think that's it. That's it. I mean, six and two, gotta love it. Six and two. There you go. And again, I think, I think six and two is probably right around where people would have thought they would have been after eight games. Um, and again, bye week last yeah. week. So they Miami and Chicago, two road games, but two two games they should win. So and and then the division gauntlet, and yep. we'll see because I'll tell you what, Cleveland is Cleveland back. I mean, better 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 without OBJ. We'll, we'll be talking about that this week. I think plenty of people will be. So, uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. We will see you Wednesday. And uh, again, Ravens win thirty four thirty one off the foot of Justin Tucker. Thanks for listening to the Exit Fifty Two podcast presented by Jimmy's Famous Seafood.